Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending February 3rd, 2023. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by investment strategy analyst, Bei-Chen Lin. Bei-Chen, it's good to be back in the studio with you. Good to see you again, Chris. Yeah, thank you. So we just came off a really hot equity market for January. It seems blistering for February. For our two topics today, let's first touch on central banks. Obviously, all of the talk last year was about raising rates in unison across the global market. Now we're starting to see slowing, maybe talk of pausing. Curious your thoughts. Right. You're definitely right, Chris, that we've seen a lot of central bank developments. And what we saw this week was the Federal Reserve, the ECB, and the Bank of England all still continuing to raise interest rates, although the Fed downshifted from 50 basis points to 25 basis points. Now, much of a reason for this downshift was because we saw inflation rates in the U.S. moderate. And we saw, to a similar extent, core inflation rates in other developed countries also begin to moderate as well. And that's good because it signals that the central banks across the world in these developed countries are making progress towards bringing inflation back down to their target. However, more room is left for them to do. There's still more things that they have to do in order to make sure that the inflation rates are fully back to target. And that's why these central banks decided to raise interest rates still and didn't decide to totally pause. And if you look at the forward guidance that has come out of some of these central banks, the Fed is hinting that it will likely be appropriate to still keep on raising rates even after this meeting. The ECB is hinting that they'll raise interest rates by another 50 basis points at the March meeting. So ultimately, what we have to understand is that although there's good news in the sense that inflation is being closer to target, inflation is still not fully at target, and therefore the central banks still have some room to go. And the risk is that as central banks take their interest rates higher and higher, it will have an effect on slowing down the economy. And ultimately, we do still see the risk of a recession, not only in the U.S., but also in other developed markets. Now, thankfully, the fact that we have stronger consumer balance sheets should help us weather the storm a little bit. But ultimately, it's important to realize that those risks still remain. Hmm. No, and you bring up recession. So interestingly, this week, we pretty much saw the S&P nearly reach 4,200. How does that translate to a recession? Is there a disconnect? What's our current take? Well, it's important to note that sometimes investors don't necessarily always focus on the economic developments. Sometimes investors can be driven by other factors such as sentiment as well. And so some investors, when they saw Chair Powell say, okay, we're only going to hike rates by 25 basis points, they might have gotten a little bit overly enthusiastic about that. And certainly, we at Russell Investments, we have a measure that monitors investor sentiment. And if you look at that measure, what it's telling you right now is that it's, relatively speaking, it's pulled back from the extreme oversold levels or extremely pessimistic levels that we had seen in 2022. And it's now hovering around neutral towards leaning slightly into overbought or overly enthusiastic territory. And so markets sometimes is not just driven by the economic developments. And so we think that investors should try to be disciplined. You know, don't be too happy just because the markets are up, but also don't get too panicked when the markets are down. We think that investors should have a plan, they should stay disciplined, and doing so will help them make better choices over time. Absolutely agree. And so clearly we need to take it day by day. Bei Chen, as always, thank you. To our audience, thank you for tuning in. Have a great weekend.